hello. Welcome back to Universes Untold Season 1 Marvel. It's been a while. It's been a while. Um, I want to start off this episode by talking a little bit about how, you know, the elephant in the room. It's been months since I've released an episode. I um, started this podcast series back in January and I had mapped out like on a Google sheet how many episodes I would be doing per month. My goal was three episodes a month, how many movies I would be going through. As a as a reminder to those that maybe haven't watched the show in a while or this is your first time, I am watching the Marvel Cinematic Universe in chronological order in the universe. So not the order that the movies came out, but the order that the movies are in chronologically in the MCU. If you have questions about that, Google it or check out episode one for more information where I kind of walk through that whole thing. But I, I had this plan and I had this idea and this goal for myself of how much time I would devote to this podcast. But then life happened and I was already feeling bad about myself for how slow the first five episodes came out, which was over the course of three months, which looking back is not that bad considering episode five came out in April, I think. We recorded it at the end of March, came out early April. Episode six is recording today, August Um Six probably will be coming out in the next week or so. So you probably listen to this mid-August, which is a pretty big chunk of time. And in that chunk of time, there's also been some exciting news in the Marvel Cinematic World. You know, they have been talking about Phase 5 um, and Phase 6 names were released. And so I'm sitting there looking at my Excel sheet the other, uh, I think this was like last week. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm being a little bit more conservative now. Maybe there's one to two episodes a month. And even then, we're looking at this podcast going well into 2024. So cheers to that. And that doesn't even count the movies that are coming out in 2024. So if you guys continue this journey with me, we'll see how far I get. Um, But this is a really fun experience and I want to keep it going and I'm going to be less less hard on myself and um, it's okay if a few months pass. You guys all know how life happens um, and I can already like inwardly I'm cringing because I can hear my dad saying like get on with it like already too long of an intro. So let's let's get into it. This is probably going to be a shorter episode because as much as I love Thor as a character, and I recently just saw um, Thor 4, Love and Thor, <laughs> Love and Thunder, the fourth movie in the Thor franchise, and I am obsessed. This first movie is a bit lackluster for me. Um, you know, I could not be more glad that they traded out directors after the second one second one is I'm not looking forward to reviewing that one and that's just in a couple episodes um yeah I think you guys know the tone of the first two Thor movies is so different 
than the last two. Um, and even Thor as a character, we really start to see his true characteristics like later on, and he becomes the funny, charismatic, kind of ridiculous dude um, that we all learn to know and love. Um, so this first movie, as I kind of go through this episode, it's probably going to be a shorter episode. And let's let's get into it. So um, already watching Thor Love and Thunder, I was like, this actually great time. Like I need to rewatch the first one and remember Jane because <laughs> Jane was in the first two and then she disappeared. Um, and I wanted to kind of remember how her and Thor met. And I got to say this movie kind of reminded me of like a Hallmark movie in the sense that Thor and Jane really don't spend a lot of time together in this movie. Um, and when they do, do they have deep conversations? Do they really know each other? Who knows? But by the end, they have strong feelings for each other. So I just thought that gave me some Hallmark vibes there. What I think was really interesting. So at the beginning of this movie, and as I'm watching this, I realized that I literally didn't remember 95% of this movie. So there was a lot of things that I was like, oh, very confused or, oh, this makes a lot of sense now. So we go back to 965 AD and the first thought I had was, okay, if this is on Earth, where the hell are the Eternals? Because I recently, or not recently, but I guess it's been almost a year since that movie came out in 2021. But I'm trying to remember, you know, they were fighting monsters and everything. Were they fighting these frost giants? I don't know. So I, I guess I need to do some Marvel research and maybe I'll bring that up. Maybe a bonus mini episode or something because I'm very curious about that. The other thing that <laughs> I'm watching this, I'm like, these look exactly like the Night King and like the the scary night people from Game of Thrones. Um, does anyone think that? Because the Night King literally looks the same. I know that they're bigger and the CGI is different and they probably, it's not as good CGI. Um, but they literally look like that undead army or whatever from Game of Thrones. Sorry, guys. It's been years and I think I've blacked out most of that last season. But all I know is that Arya did not come down. Odin comes down again with the Eternals timeline. I'm confused. Are you guys confused? Because I'm confused. Um, all right. So Odin loses his eye in this fight. That was interesting. Um, I could not remember how he lost his eye. He goes back to Asgard and it was really weird watching this movie because it it felt so aged in the CGI. The CGI is very different. Also, the tone, which I talked about at the beginning of this episode, the tone is so different in this. Like, it's so dramatic and cinematic in a way that the later Thor movies are fun and ridiculous and lighthearted but still serious. This just felt like too dramatic for me. I really like Superman and I really like the um, most recent Superman, super, 
oh my god, Superman movie that came out actually around the same time this one did. Uh, it's a Christopher Nolan movie, I believe. I love that movie. I love the dark tone. I think it fits really well for what they were showing in that. Um, and it did not fit well in this movie. It came across like, I don't know. It was awkward. Um, young Thor and Loki. I'm a Loki fan. I am. And so it was really funny watching this movie because, like I said, I had blocked out like 95% of this movie. And I think a lot of Loki things that I was thinking of actually happened in the Avengers, not this movie, which is next episode. So it was interesting. Also, a little foreshadow, a little riddle from Odin at the beginning. I, I wrote a few quotes down from this movie, and this one is, only one of you can ascend to the throne, but both of you were born to be kings. Hmm. Hmm. Also, I was just curious, and I guess, like, I didn't do my due diligence because I watched this movie, like, two days ago, and I could have um, Googled these answers for myself, but how long does it take them to age? Like, is it a child to adulthood, you know, like a normal 20-year thing? Or is it 300 years or over the course of a 1,000 years? Or how long is Thor looking like an adult? Like, I was just curious. Um, all right. <laughs> Next elephant in the room. So, in the movie, we're at the point where they're adults now. And we get to see Thor's eyebrows. It's his beard too, but let's just let's just take a moment of silence for those eyebrows. They're truly, truly horrendous. I know in the comic books he's all blonde and Chris Hemsworth, naturally, his beard and his eyebrows are not blonde. So they dyed them for this movie. It's so bad. It like it's just hard to take him serious. He just looks ridiculous and that's I would say that's like the theme of this movie to me is ridiculous it's like it's trying so hard to take itself seriously and there's all these really moments that could be really funny if the music was different or the way that it was filmed was different all these jokes that could have landed but they're trying so hard to take themselves seriously that it's ridiculous I will say in this movie Thor is taking himself really seriously and very egotistic and very full of himself. So we could have a stretch there that this tone of the movie is sort of Thor trying to appear more serious and a more keen-like than he is. Um, we'll, we'll just go with that. Okay. Um, I totally blacked out when it came to these frost giants. Like... I vaguely, I mean, I knew Loki wasn't Thor's real brother. I knew that Loki was not Odin's real son. But I really don't remember him being a frost giant. I don't remember him being blue. Um, I know that it's like Odin's spell that he put on Loki to make Loki look like Loki. But yeah, even watching the Loki series, which... Um, according to my Google sheet will come uh, this episode will come out in like 2023 uh, I don't remember that it also confuses me so that's okay 
Um, there's things that happen in the MCU that confuse people. And are there some continuity issues? And I said that word wrong probably. Um, yes, there is. But who knows? This whole movie, though, like, Loki is so tricky and manipulative. And as you're sitting there rewatching this movie, you're just like, oh, yeah, okay, dang, he is so manipulative. Like, there's all these little things. Uh, Thor plays right into his hands, and Loki never breaks character. That was also the shock in this movie because you're so used to Loki just being like, outwardly mischievous and in this movie like he's agreeing with Thor and Thor's like believing it and so it just makes me think like what was their relationship before this movie um because how was he able to keep his expression like so tight okay so in the movie so far I'm (laughs) we've got Thor being an idiot we've got loki being a genius and we've got odin kind of like annoyed as hell by his sons we've also got the frost giants now in this episode i'm not gonna go too far into the plot because honestly the plot of this movie is just really kind of boring to me Uh (laughs) and Uh, frankly it has nothing much to do with like the later parts of the mcu so we're gonna focus on just like (laughs) some other thoughts of the movie um so if you're interested in the plot and it's been a while go back watch it you'll probably be disappointed but that's okay um i would say this is a skippable one as far as the mcu goes just We'll go to, like, how it ends and kind of, like, the where it leads to the Avengers at the end of this episode. But that that's my two cents on the plot. Okay. So, I do have to know about Thor's friends, his, his motley crew of ridiculously silly characters. Like, I don't remember any of their names. Um, I only remember the, the girl can't remember her name um and you guys i do my due diligence like i have their names written down here i just don't think it's necessary like you guys know what i mean i think they show up again in thor the dark world but we do we remember them not really um the woman she does show up a few times and she's in this last thor movie like very briefly But I think the issue is that, like, they're never fully fleshed out characters, so they just always seem really silly. They remind me of Lord of the Rings characters a little bit, Um, but, like, they just are not memorable. And so I think the MCU did right when they just kind of, like, got rid of them. I think they die, maybe, one of them, from Thor the Dark World. You guys, I legit don't remember because I don't care about them because they weren't very well written and very fleshed out. Um, okay, we've got Heimdall being super serious as always. Again, this movie is so serious. Um, yeah, <laughs> so serious. <laughs> There was a really good line, though. Um, You're nothing but a boy trying to prove yourself as a man. And when Odin said that, I was like, damn. 
damn like okay um that was that had to hit home for for thor and i think what i love about thor's character throughout the mcu is that he really does grow and mature and change even though he's so ridiculous in thor love and thunder but like he does grow and change and um i think as we'll see later on he does become more of a man than than a boy in this movie and, and just everything about this movie is so ridiculous um that it really should have been a comedy okay so let's let's get to earth let's let's get to earth because um we got <laughs> so odin and thor get into a really big fight because thor does something really stupid okay I, Odin, Allfather, cast you out. Boom. Throws him out. And then we have to mention the hammer. Whoever holds his hammer, if he should be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor. So Thor is able to pick it up eventually. Jane, as we know. Um, also, Steve Rogers picks it up in Avengers 2, which we'll talk about it when I get to that movie. But... I'm wondering, does this mean Steve Rogers, when he picked it up, he temporarily temporarily possesses the power of Thor? I'm trying to remember. Maybe something happens in the sky. We'll have to remember that when we get to that movie. So then we get this funny little scene that reminded me of, like, the men trying to get Excalibur or something. So it's all these, like, kind of bumpkin men in, um, in, in uh, New Mexico. They're having a little barbecue trying to pull the hammer out um little little contest there not surprisingly none of them are worthy would you be worthy i asked that question to ask of yourself would you be worthy i don't know let me know (laughs) i for one i don't think i'm unworthy but i don't think i am meant to be like I'm not that worthy am I that worthy or do I just not want Thor's power questions to ask myself uh we got our Stanley cameo in this scene he's one of the truck drivers trying to grab the hammer by attaching um like a chain to the hammer and then pulling it with his truck and it ends up taking off like half his truck and he looks out the window and grins and he's like, did it work? It did not work, Stanley, but great cameo. Love the Stanley cameos. Definitely going to miss the Stanley cameos. Okay. So then we see Odin and Loki again, kind of glazing over the plot here. But um, he goes into his Odin sleep and um, Loki kind of takes control takes power so we've got thor in the earthly world jane runs him over with a truck he's hanging out with the earth crew and eric casually mentions the scientist he knew an expert in gamma radiation shield came and they never saw him again Ooh, does this mean it's hulk now a couple interesting things about this if it's bruce banner because we're going off the Incredible Hulk, right? And that was actually the last episode we did. 
Um, and that's because even though it was a different actor, it is canon in this MCU universe. And does S.H.I.E.L.D. get involved? Because we see the government, we don't specifically see S.H.I.E.L.D. And all of those answers will be, I mean, all those questions will be somewhat answered in the next movie in Avengers when we see Bruce Banner again. Um, I believe he's in Africa. So we'll just, we'll, we'll keep that in mind for the future. So then we got um, another person that I completely blacked out on being in this movie. I knew Coulson, Agent Coulson was in this movie. Agent Coulson comes up a lot. You know what I should do? I should track like which character in the MCU comes up. Sorry, my cat just knocked over something. Not sure if you guys could hear that, but definitely distracted me. Um, <laughs> I'll have to see which character come like is in the most MCU movies. I feel like Agent Coulson might be up there. Mm, yeah, that's that's one. Okay, so Agent Coulson is this, but the character that I completely blacked out on being this is Hawkeye. Not here for very long, but he's in here and he's working with S.H.I.E.L.D. So that was kind of fun to see. Um, Especially because we'll see more of him soon. And the reason why we saw him is because... um, this is one plot point that I guess we can we can look into. Thor is trying desperately to get back to his hammer. Um, you guys, I'm sorry. I can't pronounce it. I know I'm going to butcher it. So I'm just going to call it the hammer. I'm sorry. So he's trying to go to the hammer. At this point, the truckers are gone. Shield is there. Um, and Hawkeye has his arrow pointed at Thor. Thor is just fighting through everyone. He's got the rain and the lightning and the thunder. And Jane is watching this. And he's just trying to get to his hammer. So he finally gets to his hammer. Hawkeye is like, should I take the shot? Coulson's like, no, I want to see how this plays out. He grabs the hammer. Nothing happens. He's not able to lift it because he is not worthy at this point. And it's actually really freaking sad like, it's really heartbreaking for him because I don't even know if he knows that he's not worthy. He just knows that he has no connection to the hammer at this point, that his father has broken that connection. And that is kind of like what makes Thor Thor. Um, so it was, it was sad. It was really sad. What's not sad, but kind of hot, is Loki. Like, honestly, I liked the shorter hair in this movie. I think it gets a little too long in the Avengers. He was so manipulative and convincing in this movie that it was kind of kind of sexy. I'm not going to lie. Um, but it was sad when he couldn't lift the hammer either. Like, I'm not going to lie. I was, like, pretty sad. Um, <laughs> so... We see him go blue with his freezy powers, but, like, I never remember him doing that again. Like, completely blacked out on him being part of this frost giant. So, it's interesting. Um, so, then Thor's ragtag team, my favorites, uh, came down to Earth 
to to rescue him because they think Loki is doing something bad, which they know he is, and they want to to get him. Um unfortunately, as soon as they get there, Loki sends this like robot thingy and they fight it and um Sif, that oh that's her name, the girl. She almost dies as a plot point, plot point, whatever. Um and then I don't know. I think that the fight scenes in the later Thor movies are just so much cooler because of the music. This time it just was kind of lame. Again, so serious, so superhero-y, and it just doesn't fit. Maybe it fit the first time I watched it, but I remember not being super impressed with this movie the first time I watched it. Um, granted, it was 10 years ago, but yeah. But one thing I love about Thor is that he's always just like casually walking up to danger. And that's kind of hot. Like, I'm into that. It's it's cool. It's very, um, he's got a bit of a swagger when he does it. And then we've got our little Hallmark moment. Jane, very upset when Thor gets thrown by the robot and Jane goes into danger for this man that she barely knows but probably is very sexually attracted to. And that's kind of all it is at this point. Um, and yeah. So Thor looks like he's dying He's taken responsibility. He's sacrificing himself for his friends. And he is now worthy of the hammer. So the hammer goes super fast through the sky. <laughs> comes into his hand. And the movie, the, uh, the movie, the music is just so awful. Um, and yeah. Thor gets the hammer, lightning comes down, strikes the thing. Loki's like, oh my god, he's got the hammer because Loki can see through the robot eyes. It's just like so cringe. And the whole time, like I even wrote my notes, I'm so glad that Taiki, 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 oh my god, I should have looked up how to say his name. Okay, maybe I'll edit this out. Um, Saved this franchise because like, uh, it's so much better in the future. Um, okay. Then Jane makes out with Thor. Can you blame her? No, you can't. You really can't. Um, I guess we need to go back to a slight plot point, which is Thor and Loki, or I mean, sorry, Loki has been like Loki working with the Night King. Um, it's not actually the Night King, the Frost Giants. And the king of the frost giants so basically the night king is loki's dad not sure if he knows that but he is and um loki kills him so that was kind of cool like i mean loki loki's got daddy issues on both sides for sure um but i liked that he did that because i think we all know Loki is a complicated guy. He's actually kind of a good guy, just bad intention. He's a messy guy. But in this case, I think he killed the Night King because, one, he needed full power. And two, because the Night King's, like, not a good guy. There was no reason to keep him around 
anyways, I appreciate that. Um, Thor and Loki's reunion is super awkward. It does make me sad for Loki because he just wants to be loved and accepted and he doesn't understand himself. And when he, like, when Thor just, like, throws the hammer on his chest and the hammer is just holding him down because he can't lift it because he's unworthy of picking it up, it's really freaking sad. Um, and Thor has to close the bridge. I know, again, plot guys, I'm not getting really into it, so I'm skipping a lot of things. Not that there was a lot of plot to skip in this movie, but Jane is safely on Earth. Thor is back in Asgard fighting with Loki, and he has to close the bridge, and it's like this big deal because they're saying it's the only way that gets to go to Earth is through the bridge. Again, that's not true because we learn about spaceships and other shit later, so I don't know about that. I guess it's a realm. We'll get into that later. Stay track. Stay on focus. Stay on track. Stay focused. So Odin comes. He wakes out out of Odin's sleep and Thor crashes and uh, breaks the rainbow bridge thing, right? And Odin and Loki have both, like, fallen over. I mean, Loki and Thor have fallen over. They're about to die. Odin saves them. And Loki, in true sad Loki fashion, looks at his father and says, I could have done it for you, for all of us. And he just lets go. 10 out of 10 heartbreaking. I love this dysfunctional family. I love that Thor always mourns Loki every time he thinks Loki is dead. No matter how much Loki has done that's, like, not great, he continues to mourn him and love him. It's also really sad how many fucking times he has to watch Loki die. Like, come on. Um, So then the movie ends pretty much. I'm like, was there anything else to note at the end? I don't think so. What we need to note is the post credit scene. So, at one point in the movie, I think after, like, the robot thing, Agent Coulson from S.H.I.E.L.D. tells Jane that she'll get her research back, and they actually want her to continue doing the research. And they also grab um, Dr. Selvig, who's the the guy with her. And um, so now we're, we're in the future. post credit scene. Dr. Selvig and Nick Fury meet for the first time, and Nick Fury shows him the Tesseract, and then all of a sudden, we we kind of see, like, I think we see Loki, like, inside of Eric or something, like, Loki's controlling him somehow or pretending to be him, and he says, well, I guess that's worth a look, and looks at the Tesseract, and then the movie ends, and... I actually really appreciated this because this is the last. Wait, is there no? Okay, we're gonna cut this out.
So I actually liked a lot how this movie ended because it's like just a little tease. Like I thought this was a pretty good after credit scene um, because it's a very subtle tease for the Avengers. Now, um, as a recap, this movie came out in May 2011. The next MCU movie was Captain Marvel, I mean, Captain America First Avenger in July of that year. So just a couple months apart. And then a whole year later in May 2012 is when the Avengers came out. So those were the movies like right before. Um, and it's so interesting because like, I, you guys know I roasted Captain America the First Avenger a lot, but that post credit scene, yeah, it's just interesting. All the post credit scenes that have happened before the Avengers take place all have like little subtle hints of the Avengers. So to recap, the movies that came out before the Avengers, since that's our next movie that I'm going to be um, reviewing, we've got, first of all, Iron Man 2008, Iron Man 2, um, 2010, The Incredible Hulk, which was 2000. Oh, that was also 2008. Okay. And then um, Captain America and Thor, like I said, both 2011. And then we've got the Avengers in 2012. So we've been introduced to most of the um, characters in the Avengers. Actually, I think all of the main Avengers we have been introduced to at this point because... um, Black Widow was introduced in Iron Man 2, and Hawkeye was very briefly introduced in this movie. So, super exciting. Um, Let's see. What's our time? I think I've kept this episode relatively short. We're only 34 minutes in. I'm about to wrap up. Um, This was fun. I've I've missed doing this. And the next episode, um, Avengers, my two best friends, Kat and Eva, are joining me, which is really exciting. I don't believe Eva has ever seen the Avengers before. She's not really a Marvel fan at all. And Kat is a pretty big Marvel fan. So I think it's going to be really interesting what perspectives. I've never had two people at a time on the show. So um, you guys tune in for that. I know... I haven't done my rating yet. Don't worry. I'm going to tell you. Um, So for this movie, out of 10, I'm giving it a 7. Honestly, I could give it a 6, but I'm being generous. I'm giving it a 7. Um, Post-credits, I'm giving it a 9. Because can you imagine watching this for the first time? You think Loki has died. You're not fooled. I mean, you're fooled easily back then, right? But now, now we're not fooled. Back then, easily fooled. Loki dies. You're you're heartbroken. You're confused why you're heartbroken. Why do I like this man when he's a trickster? It's the first time you've met him. And then post-credit scene. We see a glimpse of him. Oh my god, is he alive? Is he dead? What is this Tesseract? Um so that's a wrap. That's a wrap on Thor. Good movie pretty good movie very excited for the avengers um excited to start this podcast again excited to bring you guys along on the journey if you guys haven't had a chance yet 
You guys should check out my Instagram page for this, um, Universes Untold Podcast, mainly because I make these really ridiculous little graphics where I put myself and whoever is joining me as a guest. Um, I like Photoshop us in whatever realm, universe, city. <laughs> the movie takes place in um they're fun and you can check it out and i also post like some extra content and all the links for the episodes once they go live um my goal is to maybe have a patreon later this year but let's let me start with my small little goals so we'll just start one thing at a time uh i hope you guys have a great morning afternoon evening whatever time you're watching this and check out our next episode coming out soon.